Welcome to The Coach's Approach, a podcast where we sit down with high school coaches and get the cold, hard facts about the high school coaching world. This is The Coach's Approach, where we talk X's and O's. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is The Coach's Approach, where we talk the X's and O's. Win the day or dominate the day. The choice is yours. And welcome back to the Coaches Approach podcast, where we take an inside look at the coaching world. As always, I'm your host, George Gresco, and we have a great show for everyone today. Don't forget to check out thecoachesapproach.com. Please follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Today's show is brought to you by Coaches Dry Rub, the all-American rub, laid on thick until it sticks. Get your own bottle at tombuskitchen.com. Anthony's Family Restaurant in East Lake on the corner of 91 and Vine Street, where together is our favorite place to be. Open for dining, carryout, and curbside pickup. Last but not least, G&G Printing. Get your custom apparel printed in 7 to 10 days or less. Dominate your design. Today, we go overseas to the German Football League to sit down with the defensive coordinator of the Ravensburg um, Razorbacks, Coach Wojciech Andrasik. Coach, welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you having me today. Oh, absolutely. I, when you reached out originally, I was like, this, this, this has got, we have to get this coach on show just because you're overseas coach. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Uh, but coach, you have a pretty tough name uh, to say and pronounce. A lot of people call you coach Voigt. Yes, sir. Uh, hence why that's why I named the, today's episode after it for those of uh, our listeners wondering, how did you get that nickname coach Voigt? Um, well, First, let me start this. I'm Polish. So um, Wojciech is one of those crazy Polish names. Um, most people, if they're like into sports, there is a famous goalkeeper for our national team of soccer, Wojciech Szczesny. But Wojciech is rather hard name to pronounce. So like the petite form of that would be uh, Wojtek. And from there, like if you um, write it phonet- phonetically for English speakers, you go with Wojt. There is okay. some other, there's an other person uh, named Adrian Wojnarowski, or how you guys called Woj. So that's the, some people call me Woj, and I don't really, you know, it's like, whoever you want to call me, you know, Wojtek is fine, Wojt is okay, you know, Woj is, is <laughs> fine. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, that's that's okay. funny, you know, I, I actually had to look up how to pronounce your name before the show. I just didn't want to screw it up as I'm going through stuff. <laughs> as I said, Coach, like, it's very, like, Polish names are very strong Wi-Fi passwords. So, uh, you know, I think if, if anybody of our listeners is just looking for one, I highly recommend uh, my first and last name there. <laughs> For sure thing. Uh, Coach, you have been coaching overseas in Germany for quite some time now. How did you uh, start coaching over there? Well, so as I said, um, you know, uh, and uh, I started, I'm Polish, so I was actually one of the pioneers of the sport in, in our country. And we were late to the party because we started in 2005, six. And if that makes sense to our listeners, like we started literally with, you know, first year we only had like mouth guards. So we looked like those, you know, letterheads. <laughs> You know, 100 yeah. years ago, <laughs> and fast forward a year later, 
we actually bought like used equipment from Germany and other countries. And we were actually had like our first season with four teams of, you know, 11 um, men football. And from there, it kind of grew. And at around 2012, I, I was wow. 28 at the time. And I kind of said, okay, you know, I can no longer compete at the level that I would like to do. And I was actually running my, my own company. I was like um, buying some used equipment for the guys to kind of, you know, to get them started because my philosophy at the time was okay. You know, at that time, what was it like the Rider Revolution, the Peyton Manning right. one, was like the big thing and it was cost like around $200, but you don't really need like a brand new helmet. Right. You know, football is for you. And from there, actually one of the customers, a guy called me out and said, hey, like, um, we would like to start a team, but we don't have a coach. And I said, okay, you know, I just, I finished playing and I was, you know, into the X's and O's, you know, it was kind of, um, I was helping out with, with um, working with our youth players, with, you know, coaching, I was assistant. So I said, okay, let's, let's give it a try. And uh, from there, you know, it kind of, I'll give it a <laughs> shot and um, kept doing it. And, you know, we were like pretty successful in our like first two years. Right. And, you know, at some point I said, okay, you know, I, I actually had the benefit of, of knowing English a little bit. And, you know, by then, you know, this thing called internet so it was kind of uh, <laughs> going up. So, you know, if I wanted to learn about, I don't know, like I spoke with other coaches from here, like 20 years or 40 years ago, if you want to learn about the triple option, you you got to, you know, hop on a plane or, you know, go and, and visit Coach X. Now, if you want to learn about, you know, um, I don't know, Iowa State three high defense, you open the internet, boom, and you actually, yeah. the, the, the other way around, there's almost like too much right. information, right? Yeah, no, so, that, Coach, know, that, that is crazy. Starting from mouthpieces to where you guys have gotten to now is incredible to me. That is, you know, I think, I think it's, it's um like more and more Americans. And we saw that recently with the NFL bringing the, like the regular season game to Germany and sure. more and more players going through the either, you know, college route or through international pathway or, you know, just um, transitioning from other sports, like football is growing and becoming right. more international, so to speak. You know, I always like to say that like, we're not, maybe 30 years behind NBA, but like, think about the NBA. You have Giannis, you have Luka, you have um, yeah. Jokic, and hopefully, like, I'm not saying that, okay, we're going to have a, I don't know, German-born or, you know, quarterback in the NFL, but like, the more and more the game becomes in, like international, I think it's going to, yeah. it's going to happen on the, you know, it's like, it's every, it's in everybody's interest, like, not only, you know, us, but also uh, people on Park Avenue 345. Right. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, Coach, what has there been a learning curve for your players learning the game of football? Like, has, how how is that to coach players that have never played the sport? Well, you know, so uh, as I said, um, one of the interesting um, factors into like bringing the popularity of sports was uh, Madden. Like, you know, we had guys who who started playing the comp computer game and said, "Okay, I play this computer game. I would like to try this sports in you know in real life." But some of these kids. Like you'll be amazed how how much they knew about you know playbooks and you know they'll be they'll, they'll be on to you know drawing up uh, you know being the DC or OC like after two practices but they may not be for example that physical. Then right. you had guys who were who were athletes who used to practice you know who used to um, train soccer or basketball or you know sometimes you have a guy from MMA or rugby and those guys are not good enough to to go like professionally and they are looking for okay. You know, I would like to try something new, and, and you know, right. somebody may have you know been to the stage, or somebody may have seen a movie, and, and you know, or a TV series, you know, like the 
the Blue Mountain State or uh, <laughs> Friday Night Lights, you know, and like and, and all kind of the good stuff. Right. You know, for me, I'm not gonna lie. Like back when I was growing up, and I so remember the Titans. Like I knew, holy, I gotta, I got, yeah. I want to try this. You know, I want to try this. And uh, you know, I was fortunate enough that you know we actually had a team. And you know, um, as you say, the, the more athletic kid he is, then like you know. Uh, if you have multi-sport athlete, then you teach them like the fundamentals and, you know, kind of yeah. teach them the techniques and they, they pick it up naturally. Then of course there's the whole X and O's part. And, you know, on the other side, you have those kids who let's just say play Madden, who understand the, who have the, you know, intellectual right, knowledge sure. of the game, but they may not be as good athletes. And that's, you know, that's something that across Europe is, is, is a big thing is how we get those top athletes to play American football. Sure. Because if you're like, you know, if you're like, big and strong and like you may go to the other different sports that guarantee you you know better prospects of like going professional right yeah but yeah there was also you know there's a learning curve and as i said um definitely new technologies help help with that you know those kids that you know um watch uh, either college or nfl game they picking up picking up and even you know even here for us in razorbacks we just had our um, team christmas party and of course like we had the madden tournament so our like 12 <laughs> to 13 year olds kids they were just, you know, playing Madden and, and, and getting better at it. So, you know, whether you like it or not, you gotta you gotta roll with it. And and you know, it's um it's something you know that you can use to your advantage. You know, I I use the Guarmi Edge app because yep. you know it helps them translate those two dimensional diagrams that maybe you and me are more familiar with into those game day or video game reality. And if that's it's not what I know, it's it's what they can execute. And if sure. You want to you want to help them learn the game. That's how that's that's my job, you know. Right now, coach, you've coached football here in the U.S. and then there in Germany. Um, what would you say is the biggest differences from football there to football here in the U.S.? Well, you know, so I was fortunate enough to to, to be on the staff in Clifton High School. So it's, so Clifton Mustangs High School, um, twenty sixteen, worked a little bit of youth, youth program and. You know, um, 2019 with Towson, and of course, over in Europe, it's not only Germany, it's Denmark, Romania, Poland, uh, even up, up to, you know, as, as far as China way back when. But I, I like to say this, there's a huge difference between football twice a week and twice a day. And, you know, twice a week, you know, sometimes we have an extra walkthrough, but it's, you know, even at the, you know, GFL or, or even the, in the Austrian League, which is, you know, the, the biggest league, those guys still have their regular jobs. So you got to keep it, you know, this is something that I have to evolve. I don't want to, I want to give them enough, but I don't want to, you know, overflow them and overload these guys with information. Sure. You know, like it's our job as one of the coaches I work for, Coach Buffum, he's very successful living in Switzerland, build a powerhouse there in Calanda Broncos. Like he told me, hey, if you have, um, you know, playlists of 50 plays or 62 plays game, games, you, it's your job to find those 10, 12 key plays like an espresso and give it to those players. What actually matters on game day? Because, if I have two practices a week that are, let's just say, 90 minutes, that leaves me, you know, 15 minutes of indies, maybe five minutes to 10 minutes of pre-practice if these guys show up on time. <laughs> and then, you know, you have those, you know, seven on seven or scout where you can actually work a little bit of the hidden indies. But it's like, you know, you got to find, the, you know, what really matters on, on game day. And, and I think that's the, that's the huge difference, you know, to also to what you said is, you know, some of these guys, they may be in their early 20s and they have been playing football for a year or two. On right. the other hand, and that's why I think, you know, in the countries like Germany or, or Austria, you know, 
for for a club to to participate in the league, they need to have their junior sections. And and junior, you know, you have, may have like U13 flag. So right. imagine if the kids start playing flag by by you know, you know, tomorrow I'm going to school. We're gonna have like you know our flag program. Like if they start playing flag when they are like 13, they go to through right. U15, U17, U19. Let's just say by the time he's you know 19, he has this amount of knowledge and understands the terminology, etc. But but you know that would be one thing. And then the other thing that, that you have in the state is that hey, football is your uh, pathway to um, scholarship and, can, oh, yeah. and you can pay for your education. That's a huge motivation. Now some of those kids and some of those schools see that okay, there is like 300 million people there, and some of those are really you know big and can move. So you know we can we can uh, scout for talent there as well. Um, but I would say that that motivation, dedication to it, it's and it's not to say that European players aren't motivated. Right. That you know, sometimes let's just say the um, high school seniors, right? If they know that hey, I may not go to college. I have nine games left. You know, I'm, I don't want to miss anything. Right. Or well, sometimes here, I think that some of the players are okay. Uh, you know, there's also there's a next year. You know, or I cannot make the the game because I have, you know, grandpa's birthday. And sometimes like you know, you have, you have the guys who are very dedicated, who love football. And you have the guys who, who like football. Right. So and both of those are okay. It's just, you know, un, unless you have guys who are, you know, and, and by guys, I mean also like players, coaches, also the, the administration, the management board, that, that's important yeah. to have the support. They're on the same page that, hey, we want to do it to the best of our ability. And we are, we are all in. That's what actually, you know, those yeah. special places, you know, that, that's where you can have success, right? So I would say that would be... Those would be the main differences. Absolutely. And coach, you you mentioned a little bit ago you've coached players in your 20s or in their 20s. And now and there's coaches or players in their 30s as well. Yeah. How do you, you know, you, you mentioned too that they're working regular jobs. How do you get players that gel from players that are in their 20s to players that are in their 30s? They're working normal jobs. How do you get a team to come together? Because it's so different. <clears throat> well, that th that's and I wish I, I knew that there was a cookie cutter approach, but I'm not, you know, you want to treat them fairly. And that's my personal philosophy. You can't treat them equally because for example, you may have a guy who misses a practice because, you know, he has to stay with his wife or he had, you know, his dad duties or, you know, he had to go with his, with his daughter to the, you know, to the doctor. And you have a younger guy who says, Oh, you know, I, I, you know, I just was hangover or, you know, last year <laughs> when we were in Switzerland, we literally, you know, we would have practices on Thursdays and, you know, if we get, we went, you know, we used to, you know, in the office and we used to go out and we meet our, some of our players in the club on Friday and says, hey, you know, why ha why haven't I seen you on, you tell me you have to study, but you're here on Friday night. So, right. you know, so what I would say, um, you want to spend, and that's, that's the key thing, is that time. Like in the U.S., you have those guys in the building, you can, you know, do stuff together outside of football. Here, I would say every opportunity like that is precious. Sure. So whenever we had, I think that Christmas party we just had was so important, like especially for me being a first year coach, just right. to high five everybody, just to kind of show them, you know, that that other side, you know, I'm like not wearing my, you know, hoodie or, you know, just right. outside of practice, you know, um, also like when we were in Denmark and we had our training camps, we would always have like a barbecue and it's not, you know, it's like you can sit there and just, you know, chill out, play those, um, backyard game with cornhole and the yep. other stuff like so you kind of build those chemistry together some of the, that's it, chem the chemistry the team bonding stuff that's what yeah, it's like, so the, the, the older guys like naturally take the younger guys under their wings and you know yeah. like 
sometimes guys, you know, can be a little bit of a mentor, not only in football aspect, but also about life, you know. Um, we had guys, for example, who could offer like part-time jobs to the younger guys if they needed some, sure. some extra money. So you would have that. And, you know, what I'm going to say now maybe sounds controversial, but it's like, for example, in, in, in Germany or, or in Denmark, we had this like quote-unquote social club to where we would sit with the players and we would have um, soft drinks, um, different kinds of soft drinks. You can sit and just and just talk. And, and I would say with the guys, you know, and again, there's like, you know, you don't want to do um, like go over the limit and stuff. But, you know, you, have, you can drink soda or some of the guys prefer to have like this proverbial one beer and literally like one beer. And, you know, guys start talking and they open it up. And I think it's so important for me as a coach to shoot with those guys and to get to know them better on the, on the human sure. human side. And it's something that, that struck me, you know, this year in my other place in Switzerland where I kind of like, you know, we were still battling COVID and we kind of didn't have that, those, that many opportunities. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, like I wish like, and the guy says, you know, that week three game we had and I play like shit, you know, my girlfriend broke with me the night before. And it's like, you know, we're seven weeks later and I said, shit, why, why didn't you, you know, come to me that we could have talked. And it's like, right. you know, ultimately, I cannot force them to talk with me. But right. then I say, hey, if you, you know, my doors are open. But as you say, sometimes you, you build that chemistry, like doing things outside of football. Right, absolutely. And coach, every every coach has a different coaching style as well, along with building the relationships with players. What would you say your coaching style is and how do your players adapt to it? Well, I would say I have to adapt to the players. It's not like, you know, I cannot say I'm like Deion Sanders and I say, hey, I brought a bro luggage with me and it's Louie. You know, I have, I may have a little, little luggage, you know, it's, uh, right. I have a, you know, I, I don't fly charter planes. I fly, you know, regular. But, um, <laughs> uh, you have to adapt to your players. And it's like, you know, coaching overseas, I think you got, it's like, we have to be like, not like, we need to have like um, PhD in adapting. Because sometimes, you know, you draw a practice plan and all shit like, you know, O-line doesn't show up so that, you know, team period, you can go seven on seven. And, and you know, I would say my coaching style, it's evolving. It's kind of like I'm still trying to learn the, the local culture and, you know, some of those, um, you know, um, traditions, some of that, you know, sure. um, like um, cultural aspects of, of the region that, I, that I'm in. Um, I would say, you know, it's kind of like um, I really like Ted Lasso, like, you know, kind of trying to like use that sense of humor, kind of like, you yeah. know. You always want to be curious, not judgmental. Like, you know, it's, it's sometimes, and in some places, you know, you, you go out there and they, you know, you think you're, you're mesh and it's fine. And in some places you don't. And then so you, you move on. But, you know, I think it's important to treat people with respect and uh, kind of um, give them the understanding why we do things a certain way. And, and you know, and especially, you know, um, the, with, with the new type of athletes, like you, you can't just tell them, okay, we're going to do this because I said so, is that, hey, we're doing this because, for example, this these are the mistakes that happened last year, and we're do, we're implementing that, for example, system or the scheme to kind of you know combat something that we've encountered last year and that we're going to see next year. So you know, and, and as you say, there has to be that that buy-in, that <coughs> that trust, and it's I think that, that that's critical. So you know, um, I would say it's you, you got to evolve, you got to. Uh, you gotta learn, learn, learn your players, and um, you know you, you gotta adapt to your players. Like, so okay. there are some places in Europe where coaches are blessed to kind of like you know bring their own luggage, or you know they get the card yeah. blanche and say, okay, you know I want twenty guys like of the you know there are like Euro, Euro portals, you can say that, and right. you know, we gotta 
you know, and our philosophy is to develop local players. Sure, we may bring you guys, you know, from the States and from, from Europe, but it's like, you know, we want to um, develop our, our core of, of local guys. So Absolutely. Oh, it's crazy. Like, I, I'm, like, mind-blown on some of the things you're saying. But, Coach, going into your resume, you've coached at many camps, clinics, all-star games. And I'm going to mention this. Um, you've you've been uh, to the Michigan Exposure Camp. I'm a huge Michigan fan. Go Blue. So, now that they're in the playoffs, I'm rooting for me. Yeah, yeah that's actually – Bittersweet moment because actually I was selected, but I couldn't go there. It's it's still there, oh. uh, but it's yeah. I wish, I wish that happened. But as you say, yeah, I I did some camps and clinics, and um, you know I think especially over here it's a great opportunity to um, to um, interact with coaches, you know, to exchange ideas. I would say um, we're not there's not not as much mobility as in the states, right? So it's important for us, especially the Euro guys, you not know, kind of like. If one of us get the head coaching job, you know, I would say, hey, if you go out to the top floor, send that lift back. And, you know, if I'm, you know, for me being from Poland, you know, I sometimes have to compete with like guy from the States. And it's nothing, you know, against the guy from the States, you know, but I have to prove that, okay, even though I'm Polish, even though I may have funny sounding names, I have to be, you know, on point. I have to prove to the players or to the board that, hey, I know American football. So I use, you know, that, those opportunities to definitely to network, to connect with, connect with players, coaches, and, you know, you never know, you know, sometimes you may have an opening to bring, a, you know, a, a player, and, you know, this is something that actually happened to me, that I got a job because I did a clinic in, in Warsaw, like, three years ago with Coach Lewis, right. and it's okay, hey, I know you because we did camp together, and, you know, I can trust you, I see a little bit of your work ethics, so I think that's, that, that's it, and that definitely that's something that we missed during the pandemics, although, you know, we went through this, you know, Zoom clinics. So all of a sudden, you think about it, a guy could sit in a Europe or, you know, Germany, Poland, and I could sit in a room with the Nick Sabans or, you know, um, Sean Payton's or, you know, other big names because, right. you know, and, and I think I would, I would wish that some of those events, you know, have that hybrid form. Of course, you know, there's, the convention of when the convention will sit in and you know have a napkin football with coaches that there's no substitute for that but i would say it's um you know sometimes that that internet you know um and having those hybrid conversations that that's that's that, that's good right especially in the coaching world you never know who you're going to meet and you don't know when it's yeah. going to happen and you know coaching openings happen all the time one coach gets fired here they get hired over here you just never know yeah i mean even even over here in europe like you'd you'd be surprised we you know, um, there was a lot of like soccer mentality, you know, there's like sometimes there are revolving doors and I would say, yeah. you know, for example, when you, you know, um, when people saw the Utah beating USC and you think of like Code Whittingham being then since, well, 2004, five, I'm like, wow, that's, you know, 17 years. It's a lot of years in coaching years, right? It's, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> even as you say, Coach Harbaugh, right? Like yeah. before he had the success last two years, they want to, you know, run him, you know, out of town. So yeah. Sometimes it takes time. You know? it's, uh, Absolutely. It's not, it's definitely not an easy thing to do is build a program. And well, if you do it the right way, it'll takes, you know, that amount of time. But another thing I, I found very interesting was you've been a sports analyst for a few different places. How did you become a sports analyst? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, one thing when I was at Towson, I was actually visiting my, my friend coach, uh, coach Daniels, who, who, who was the DC there. And, um, you know, they, they actually, apparently, they, they like my energy. Uh, they they asked me to stay and be the, like, defensive quality control and the 
you know, assistant D-line coach. So, you know, I, you know, had to learn on the fly and uh, learn that. And, um, you know, then um, in 20, it was last year when I actually finished, um, you know, my contract in Denmark and coach Borsell, at the time he was the director of football research in, in the University of Akron. He said, okay, you know, my two guys have, um, you know, one, I have like openings there. Like if anybody would be interested in doing this stuff remotely, and I just said, okay, I have, you know, some time windows that, you know, if I'm, I don't know, tagging film from um, Solar Gold Diggers or Overweight mm -hmm. Niners, I may as well do it for y'all and, and, you know, work on the Ohio State or, you know, Mac. So, you know, I did that. And um, then this year, you know, I was, um, I saw the opening on, on, on the internet and, and I um, went through the uh, research, uh, sorry, recruiting process. And I've be, be, been, been working with Adavis this this um, high school and um, college season. So that was, you know, you know, I've been passionate about tackling and kind of like doing this tackling analysis for, for a couple of years for my teams. But this has been, a, you know, another experience, like, you know, another level of learning and uh, seeing the game through a different lens. Sure. And, you know, it's definitely benefited me, um, you know, and I hope that we're going to continue that, that relationship as well. All right. Now, co co Coach, this next question I have for you is a very simple one. Coach, what is your favorite thing about coaching? Well, I got to say, <clears throat> these are the relationships with players and coaches that you build along the way. And, it's, you know, the, maybe the older I get, you know, it's not only about those wins and losses, but, you know, sometimes you, you follow these guys on social media and, you know, you send them the, the, you know, birthday wishes or just, hey, I'm happy that you, I don't know, passed the, you know, your exams or, or you know, sometimes you see them later in life as they become husbands and fathers and you just, just feel happy for, for their success and you know you want to make sure that you make um make a little bit of, of impact you know not a lot but you know if, if there's and I always try to um highlight to these guys that it's not only you know about teaching you the you know blocking or tackling safely or you know winning you know more games than last year it's teaching you some habits and, and qualities and you know um some you know um yeah as I said qualities and you know work habits and you know teamwork, um, leadership, et cetera, that you can carry over to other areas of life and being that extension of, of you know, of classroom. Like here, like the club sport is not as directly connected with the education system. So I would say this and the, you know, I'm not going to lie, like football has been good to me and I've been able to see some places that I've never thought that I'm, I'm going to see, you know, thanks to football, you know, like, you know, all those places in, in the States, you know, like even coach when we were Towson, we co we played at, at Florida, right? And I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm guy from Poland. I'm like, you know, coaching at, you know, or like doing my little stuff there in the box with, you know, at the University of Florida, right? Or that I could go and, you know, um, you know, see like the Great Wall of China, or, you know, like even this year when I was in Switzerland, you know, I could, you know, do some, see some amazing, you know, nature landscapes. And, you know, I would say, you know, um, I'll, I'll never thought that I'll be able to do that. But, right. you know, football has, has given me And we, we say that all the time here. We use football as a platform to build us up higher and higher. Even our players, you mentioned earlier in the episode, we use football as a platform to get that scholarship, that college education, and so on and so forth, and get into the workforce. So, yeah, it's all about building, you know, that resume at the end of the day. But, Coach, this next uh, segment is brought to you by Anthony's Family Restaurant. We've hit the point of the show for Rapid Fire 7. I'm going to ask you seven completely random questions that I haven't even seen yet. I'm going to flip the paper over here in a minute. But, Coach, are you ready? 
Yes, sir. Let's go. I'll say these could be anything and anything. So, all right. Question number one. What is your favorite pregame song or music? Um, I'll probably go with the Gladiator uh, theme, the, the battle. Okay. Thing. There sorry. you go. There you go. Uh, what is something that you're afraid of? Um, oh, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> spiders. spiders. Spiders, there you go. I was going to say, I'm, I'm so fascinated by snakes, but I don't want to be anywhere by near them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you had one wish, what would you wish for? Oh, God. Uh, well, you know, it may not. Uh, I wish that uh, there was peace in Ukraine. That like stop the stop yeah. the war there and, and our like friends who used to play American football now they have to switch their helmets for like combat helmets and combat gear. Wow. So I could wish for no absolutely you know, shout out to those guys, you know. That would be, for sure, for sure. Yeah, keep battling and keep fighting and you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to go there, but you know, it's again if oh, wanna wanna support these guys, you know, absolutely crazy, you know. It's like some stuff that we thought that we're only gonna see in the history books. Now it's you know it's fucking you see it on, on the news. I'm sorry for the French, by the way. No, you're good. <laughs> uh who would win in a coaching battle? Bill Belichick or Vince Lombardi? That's a good one. Hey, I gotta go with for Coach Belichick. You know, I think <laughs> he's the, yeah, he's he my one of my favorites. He's there. one of my favorites of all time. So mm-hmm. um, what is your favorite German food? Um well, I, I gotta go with like the the Schweinschnitzel, you know. So this is like the the pork chops, you know. Oh, yeah. This is the it's traditional. Like I'm from Western Poland, so it's kind of like you know, it kind of reminds me of home as well. So if you gotta, no, gotta go with that, <laughs> whenever you guys you guys go here, we gotta go for the for the yeah, yeah, Schnitzel, you know. Absolutely. Who who is your favorite superhero? Oh, I'm shoot. Ah, let's go. Let's go, Tony Stark. Let's go, Iron Man. Like yeah, know, Iron Man. There you go. And then last question, going back to being five years old, what would you, what cartoon would you be watching? Five years old. So that would be 1989. So that <laughs> would be, so we didn't have Disney yet or like, okay. you know, it was like early nineties. Yeah. That would be. So if I tell you like, you know, our traditional, like Polish, like Rick Show and Bolek, you, know, like you don't know them, but All I would right. say like, and those, like, I would say like those late, 80s to early 90s we probably we started having like the donald ducks you know i started oh, yeah. having um bugs bunny and etc there so so it was like those that era when i was growing up it was some of the traditional like polish cartoons and right. like some of those like disney and you know and the right. uh warner brothers etc you know sure. I, I think one of those i was a little bit old, but i love the animaniacs and the what's his name the tasmanian devil you know the, yeah, the, oh, yeah. Uh, too funny that's always a fun segment of the show always yeah, interesting questions it. always interesting questions interesting answers you never know what's gonna pop yes, up sir. yes sir coach as we near the end of the show i always ask this question every coach that comes on the show who is coach Wojciech and Drasic for the listeners and viewers who might not know you who is coach Voigt? yeah i'm just uh just a guy from poland who wanted to you know um, have some impact on young people's lives through the game of football. Bad golfer, uh, probably a guy that needs to 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 shed a few pounds to get in that uh, linebacking shape. Uh, hey, we all need to shed a few. Don't worry. I know. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say I would say those. You know, I'm trying to not to take myself too seriously. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we're not um, brain surgeons. You know, it's just football. And and as I said, we're especially those last three years. We are if again. 
my biggest problem in life is that you know we just get burned over the top from a 60 yard touchdown you know we're in we're in a good spot and um you know if you know we're, we're lucky to have to have jobs to coach ball and kind of discuss those those would be it but i'm uh, you know oh, trying awesome. to make my parents proud you know yeah but coach i appreciate you coming on the show and taking some time out of your day i know it's midnight there right now yeah, it's, it's only uh, six you know, only six thirty here so but i appreciate you coming uh, on you know, it's, uh, yeah, uh, I don't have to wake up tomorrow, but yeah, I appreciate you having me. I hope that, um, you know, um, I hope that our listeners like it. You know, they want to follow me on at Coach Vote on Twitter or, or Instagram. You know, I definitely will give you a shout out and um, share this episode. So once again, thank you, George, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Go uh, Razorbacks. Well, Coach, once again, thanks again. But that's going to do it for tonight's episode of the Coach's Approach Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Also check out thecoachesapproach.com for tonight's episode. But I'm your host, George Gresco, and we'll see you guys later. Ohio High School Football. It's a juggernaut each and every week. I'm going to take you on an inside look at the high school coaching world. In the world of high school coaching, there is far more than what people see after 7 p.m. on a Friday night. This is The Coach's Approach.